Yo, what's up, guys? Sam here. You know, half the virtual homework podcast. Don't tell Dana I'm recording this without him. But I want to thank you for taking the time to check out the podcast. What I will say, though, is that our older episodes have significantly worse technical and content quality. This is before Dana actually bought a real mic, uh, before we actually knew what we were doing, etc. That being said, these episodes are still here. We just recommend checking out one of our newer episodes. Uh, really, just pick a game you find interesting, and it's probably way better than the content you're you're about to listen to. If you want to listen to it after, the episodes are still going to be here. Just be warned. Thanks for taking the time to listen, and especially if you're, if you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking us out at all. Sam out. Yo, what up? What's going on? Gamers. Uh, gamer nation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that every single time. I'm going to go gamers. Like, I, I try to match that energy, but I'm just, like, secretly cringing. So. <laughs> gamers. <sighs> well, anyway. I'm Dana. I'm Sam. And this is the Virtual Homework Podcast. Episode three. So we actually have had an episode. Isn't this episode two? Uh, well, it's like 2.5. It's like 3.5. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> I can't even count. No, you don't. You haven't been there for the past three podcasts. I haven't. You, you you just clocked in. I was there, but not really. You know. Yeah, exactly. Spiritual. But this is the first episode since our podcast has actually been public. Correct. Before we've just been doing this in secret, sad and alone. Just we didn't we didn't know if this was going to amount to anything. So we fortunately got three million views on YouTube. Yeah, we're kind of a big two deal million now. plays on SoundCloud. Wait, and really? we are the number one podcast on Apple Podcasts right now. It's insane. I can't thank uh, well, you all for the support. Why didn't you tell me any of this? I imagine... Oh, I, I think I showed you the unlisted videos. I posted them <laughs> on David Letterman's YouTube channel. Oh, okay. okay. They were a major hit. I forgot <laughs> to tell you that. But well, yeah. anyway, opening theme song. song no but something might have played there <laughs> we haven't it might have been yet. like a shitty midi to a song from the 70s or 80s we don't know oh, yet that's right yeah, yeah, yeah we were talking about that briefly but that's fine or it could be something that we decide afterwards it's gonna be like a roulette you might hear a theme song you might not it it's might gonna be, be exciting right you never know well <laughs> I hope it's not. Hope it's our not. just our entire podcast gets taken down. Yeah, we, they actually take our uh, our monetization from us. They're going to take all fourteen cents away. But from we're us. but we're still legally required to make the podcast. Correct. So we're just indentured servitude. It's my favorite kind of servitude. So before we actually get started and talk about our subject for today, which what is it? We played the game Jet Moto. A uh, Came from my childhood, which I hope Sam enjoyed as much as I do. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit. But before we get into Jet Moto for the PSX, the PlayStation 1, I did want to follow up a little bit on our Toki episode, which oh, uh, what's up? for those who have been listening to the podcast probably just heard considering that episode releases tomorrow. Yeah. I did actually look up more speedruns for the game and I noticed something peculiar that the game actually has different categories based on difficulty. And I'm talking the arcade game. So there's a easy, normal, and expert mode um, for the actual arcade game. So wait, so there are actually more than just the one difficulty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But 
the caveat being we played on the normal difficulty there was a harder Wait, mode what? and there was an easier mode we could have played on the easier mode i guess but like well but, but obviously the, the default qu- we should be playing is normal yeah so all the qualms we had i think they were justified because not only is that normal there's a harder mode how how could which people apparently speed run I, I don't know, just literally just constant bullets on the screen. You can't dodge them and just die it's immediately. Just like Toho overlay on top of yeah, the game. Or... Exactly. But but that's really all I wanted to add. That's, that's the only pressing thing I had from last episode. That's we actually, are vindicated. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I can't. I'm like flabbergasted by the fact that there's a fucking harder version of this game that was already like nearly impossibly difficult. Uh, given the normal circumstances, you'd be playing this game in arcade. Like, that's people, man. Well, get good. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about Toki. We already complained for way too long. We went over yeah, on talking we about Toki. had a bullshit counter. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's get right into our topic for tonight. The game is Jet Moto for the PS1. I would never say PSX. For it's forever PS1 to me. I never actually owned a PS1, so I don't really care. I, I grew I up on it. I know that some people probably do. But I just see PSX on the internet, and while I don't really understand, because that should be PlayStation 10, I <laughs> I say what the internet says. The internet's never lied to me yeah, before, like X, and it never S-box, will. Xbox One X, PSX, it's PS1, man. But that's not neither here nor there. Uh, this game is Jet Moto, which is a racing game for the PS1, where you are on a little, I guess, hover jet ski and you race across apocalyptic tropical landscapes swamps and uh icy areas it's pretty brutal but uh that's the basics of the game brutal is a is a good way to describe it for multiple reasons yeah a this game's hard as shit yeah and i'm not talking about like toki hard as shit that's bullshit yeah like, this game is just like legitimately difficult in in its execution it's it's, it, it's fair to an extent there are some like like mario kart-esque bullshit type things where you know you get hit by an enemy when you're in first place and you go back to 20th that kind of thing happens but um for the most part it seems like if you are skillful you are rewarded with it but the other way I would describe this as brutal is the fact that the ragdoll physics in this game, when you like fall <laughs> off your, yeah, and your you, like, jet ski, you scream violently. Yeah, there, there's there's two things. One, you fall off your jet ski, like you literally go flying. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, this person is dead, and it's like it emphasizes it. Like you're taken out of the game. You just yeah, yeah, watch yeah. this body flop, <laughs> and it's like, oh god, it is pretty satisfying, <laughs> but it's also but, so frustrating. But yeah, you fall off a cliff and it literally makes like this visceral scream. It's like, oh no. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that's, I, I guess I, it's realistic, you know? Um, yeah, but you, you feel the pain of your of your low-res jet ski rider. That's one thing I feel like people don't realize about PS1 games. Like, you yourself said you didn't play a whole lot of PS1, is a lot of PS1 games have fantastic sound design as far as, like, effects, like, music, like, voice acting and stuff like that is is a staple, in my opinion, of the PS1. Um, I mean, it, it's nothing special, but, you know, like, the little effects, like, do sound good. So the funny thing is about this game is that I I played this game for roughly two and a half hours. Yeah. And for the first half, I totally gimped on the experience that I actually could have had. Why is that? Uh, and the reason for that is because I don't understand how emulators work, and my totally legitimate 
ripped copy of the PS1 game uh, contained bin files and it contained this master file. I forget the exact extension, but I basically clicked on one of the 10 bin files to load the game. You mean like the songs? Uh, and while it worked, it had no sound. <laughs> so I was literally playing the game with no sound. I'm like, did he? You just pick on the did... Q file and then it starts playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't realize that because I don't emulate PSX, PS1. Um, wow, and so I was like, what the hell? Like, I'll be honest, when when you gave me this game, I wasn't sure if you were trying to give me a game that like was going to get memed on or was from your childhood or something. I I, I think it's relatively a good game. It, I have some qualms. This but... is a game I rented like 40 times when I was a kid. So you spent more money than the actual game cost oh, at, on well, renting I mean, it. When you're seven, you don't really have a choice. You're just like, Mommy, I want to play Jam Moto. She's like, shut the fuck up and play this. <laughs> but I realized it's definitely a good game, but... When you actually have the sound, this game sounds so good for what, 1996? That's what the, I'm saying. Like, this is like the average PS1 experience for a lot of games. Like, the sound like is fantastic across a lot of the PS1 library, um, which through this podcast, I'm going to be throwing at you a whole bunch of PS1 games that to reinforce that because, like I said, a lot of people don't experience it. Yeah, we're actually going to rename this to PS1 Homework. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I don't think Dana's going to give me a single non-PS1 game. I we're will. Up. We're one for one. Actually, no, we're not. We're, we're one for two. I'm the one forgetting what podcast episodes we had here. <laughs> but let's just go through the game and just talk about my experience, I guess. Because okay. you, you played this game a ton as a kid, so oh, I, yeah. I, I want to talk about how I really experienced it here. Let's do it. The first thing I noticed is that like these are real gamer sponsorships. Like, yeah, the, it's... You're either a Mountain Dew jet skier or a Butterfingers jet skier or like it was some energy drink. I forget which one. And that's very common in like uh, early 2000s, like late 1990s, mid-1990s games. They actually have like real sponsors. Like you, if you play like any other racing game or even like some platformers and stuff you'll see like random sponsorships i think this one had like axiom butterfinger um mountain dew pepsi like actual sponsors versus like you would never see that in a game nowadays i feel unless it was like gran turismo yeah and speaking of mountain dew i i thought like you were trying to like give me some like weird playboy game for a second because like this this game is very risque let's just say that oh yeah um the character design and like little like the characters remind me a lot of what's it F Zero like how all the characters have little irrelevant storylines and stuff like that. Um, I tried reading a lot of them before I just gave up. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean a lot like, of them are nothing to like, write home about, but it it, it yeah. does add a little bit of flavor, which I think is cool. I do like the character I, I, design. I think I read like eight before I realized that like none of this matters. It's a jet ski racing game. Yeah, this backstory is not going to apply, but. But it is a nice flavor. I feel like a lot of games these days actually miss the flavor. Oh, absolutely. It's just like they, they have the, the core gameplay, but they don't actually try to expand on it. Uh, like, try to actually, like, make you feel for what you're playing. But speaking of, like, first impressions of the game, what the hell are these controls? It takes a minute to get used to. Like, straight up, when I got into it, because I haven't played this game for, like, 10 years, I got wrecked. I mean, you might say it takes a minute. I, I don't think I got the controls by the time <laughs> I ended it feels a little awkward trying to, like, you can't, like, break, and... So, there's a couple mechanics in this game, I guess, that's probably more important to explain. On certain turns in the level, there's what's called a grapple pole, which will be a huge pink pole that you hear wow, 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 as you go past it, and you can press circle to grapple onto it, which allows you to fly around corners, which you can further accentuate by using the R1 or L1 
uh, keys to further turn your uh, jet moto, whatever the hell it is, uh, to go into it, to fly into it, and so on and so forth. You can also do things like turbo, and that's triangle. But then the problem is, is that square is break, so trying to do any combination of these at the same time is not really possible because you're hitting x to accelerate yeah so i actually i used an xbox one controller with the emulator and it actually worked surprisingly well like it, yeah it really lined up one to one but on the whole mechanic part on the whole trying to do the combination of buttons like i found myself in like this weird like claw configuration trying to accelerate yeah. while grappling and it's like i'm not sure how well they thought out the the control scheme uh, I also had to look up in a manual of the game like, <laughs> to understand like how how it could possibly make these turns. I actually didn't understand grapple because I don't think it explained so it to you unless you actually tip, read about it. T- you don't you don't want to hold accelerate the entire time. That's probably like the number one biggest tip I can give you is just to not accelerate at times. Well, you should have told me that before I started the game. Oh. I, I actually was not able to, to finish the game. I got like 8 out of 10 levels unlocked. Yeah, I was able to get first place... And every race on amateur, I got first place on every race on intermediate. And as you saw right before we started the podcast, I got to the last two levels and I could not finish them on professional. I was very close to beating it on professional, but I just got bullshitted. So I was going to say this game's hard as shit. Yeah. But I think I just suck because I was able to get first place on amateur because like... Yeah. The amateur in any game pre-2000 is like the computer literally does nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... That's, that's usually the case. Intermediate, I'm like, this is straight up impossible. I think I was able to get first on the like first three levels. So the way this game works is like you unlock levels by doing a full circuit, kind of like Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. I think you need to be top three to unlock the next couple stages. Uh, the second set of stages, I think there's three sets of stages. Mm-hmm. I was not even close to getting top three. Some levels were laughably easy. Like, yes, for example, the one, the so one with hard. the bridge where you just go under the bridge yeah, the entire you get, time. No matter the difficulty, you can get first place every time on that one. Yeah. Some were terrible. Like, for example, every single level that was constantly turning, it felt, A, very frustrating when you actually wanted to go fast and you had to, like, yeah. constantly slow down. For like we're we're talking about like one eighty degree turns, but with grapples. But they're like the computer are still going faster and stuff like that. On intermediate mode, the second level, which is like that tiki level, it's like Hawaii. That level is hard as shit. I Especially a- coupled with the fact that the uh, recovery mechanics in this game are broken in some aspects. So I, I mentioned before that this game uh, has really weird controls. If you've ever played Quop. You understand that customization and controls is not necessarily yeah, yeah. the best thing to do. In some aspects, this game is too customized. So you could control which way you tilt up, down, left, right, yeah. uh, as well as the way you turn. So you could be like tilted all the way to the left, turning all the way to the right. It is way too hard to follow. It's just something you have to get comfortable with. Like there, like I know that what you're talking about. Where sometimes you like just fall sideways. It's so good to just hit uh, R2, which is like the tilt your boat thing back up, and that does help a lot. It, it's one of those games you just have to play. To go back to the level design, some of the levels you just have to know. There's no way you can get first place or even top ten or even place without knowing like what's coming in some of these stages like the swamp levels a lot of them are straight up bullshit unless you know how to deal with each individual turn the problem with turns in this game i I alluded to before but the way that when you fall off a bike you see your character go flying yeah um you basically you go to a spawn point and generally that's a forward i've actually warped in this game so uh, sometimes i did not intentionally do it 
Uh, but I basically, I fell off a bike. I landed way far ahead of where I was. And I was like, oh my God, speedrunner strats. But then other but, times it's like 10 minutes behind you and you're like, oh, well, I lose now. Yeah, exactly. There are specific sections, especially when there's a lot of sharp turns in a row where it will not log you as making progress. Uh, if you die and it's very easy to die in sharp turns in this game yeah because so, if you just lean over too much you hit the water and you just die yeah we'll have a death montage <laughs> going as as i as i say this yeah i i found myself in many instances getting last place because a the computers are relatively good they for are they're like intermediate they're they're a little too brutal for intermediate i think if you make one or two major mistakes, you're probably going to... You're definitely not getting first, but you actually might get towards last. It depends. So the whole point of the game, it, it's very momentum-based. If you can keep your momentum going and then you fuck up, you can frequently uh, get back. And it's also the one of the most important mechanics is the turbo mechanic and using the turbos at the right point. Um, this goes back to reiterating the point about you need to know the levels. Like You need to know what straightways are coming, when to use your turbos, and even watching enemy AI or whatever opponent AI, because you'll notice they'll frequently all take the same path versus you can kind of make like a little shortcut past another tree. Maybe it's on a straightaway and you can like turbo past it to just get past everybody on certain stages. I definitely agree with you for one aspect in that I watched the computers to determine which character was the best because something <laughs> in this game that is not apparent when you start is that certain characters are impossible to actually beat this game with yeah, they're so they are. <laughs> bad in, in some cases i think I, I just did some like random uh mountain dew girl that's and, who, that's uh, who i played as was the mountain dew girl that has well, all, like all four mountain dew characters are girls <laughs> well so, the, the one that's half naked riding on it the well i guess they all that's, are so all four half naked <laughs> riding on a jet ski so her name was like wild rider something like that that's who i played as. i did i did wild rider for the second half yeah. but uh i did some other mountain dew girl for the first time i played this game i couldn't get past eighth on amateur yeah. but then i played i played technician i think the first time yeah. because i saw a technician he wins every time uh, was getting first every single time and the night and day between these characters it's like it's straight up unfair it's like imagine if in mario kart one character just had worse acceleration and worse top speed than all the other characters so i guess there's different strategy involved like like at a surface level it may not look by much but like the depth of the characters and how they all play differently is like quite insane actually i was actually doing a little bit of research after i finished playing and uh, some people use different characters you should play them differently and stuff like that but there are straight up characters that are unplayable yeah i'm not surprised i guess i will say though like while i did not like a lot of the tourney levels i, I think the one where it has like a hazard and you have to go off a cliff I really yeah, hated yeah, that yeah. level. Um, but it had some really well-designed levels. I specifically like the ice one, um, even I though like it was janky. Um, I, so I, I only unlocked one ice level. Uh, I think it was level eight. The, the once one... you learn it, it's really fun. Like the first time you play, it, it's completely bullshit. But once you know it, it feels really good to like, oh, I'm going to boost here. Okay, I know that cliff's coming. Let me turn to the left. Like it's actually really fun. And I think the reason why it was fun is because it didn't... I think the turbo... Or not turbo. Uh, the grappling mechanic, actually, in many cases, uh, it feels forced, and I feel like them using it... Yeah. It turns it from a traditional racing game into... It tries to do its own thing, however... Its own yeah. thing is just worse. Like, I wish it was a traditional racing game. There are so many times I was playing this game, and I'm serious about this. I was just thinking, I wish I was playing Hydro Thunder. I wish I was playing, yeah. what is it, Wave 64? Wave Racer 64? 
I think it's just a matter of being comfortable with it. Like, to be fair, for like the first hour and a half of me playing it, I could not do it at all. But once I started getting better times and starting getting more comfortable with the controls and like leaning into things, breaking into stuff, uh, and like t- the biggest thing is like turboing out of a grapple, it actually feels quite fluid. I mean, and then something someone runs into you and you die, but I, I, I absolutely adore this game. It feels so good to get better at it. Like, and you feel yourself getting better as you play the levels. I definitely think I played the game better as time went on. However, mm-hmm. I think that there's just a little too much that it tries too hard at for it to truly yeah. be a good game. I, I, I think that it will always be in the shadow of games like Hydro Thunder, water-based racing games, like that one mini oh, yeah. game in Mario Party... Four. I don't know. Dope. I, I'm probably just biased. I played like a, a long time as a kid, so I, I have you know nostalgia goggles for this game. Yeah, of course, of uh, course. Actually, I, I'm definitely gonna play it again after this podcast because I had so much fun playing it uh, today. I played for like three and a half hours. I really want to beat the professional mode and just to see if I can. Because as a kid, I could just never beat the game. I'll I'll so. know when I see you that I should not play this game with you because you're gonna just kick my ass. Because I I struggled on <laughs> I, amateur sometimes. I'm fairly co- competent at like cheesy racers, so it's like every time I play Mario Kart, I wreck. Like any like stupid kart game, I'm always really good at. We should do we should do a uh, virtual homework podcast of versus sometime. <laughs> so you just kicking my ass at, at Jet Moto. Yeah, dude. I'll kick your ass at Hydro Thunder. <laughs> I'll say that I'm a I'm a Dreamcast boy. I, no, I want an arcade version. We gotta yeah. Find okay, I'll just version. I'll ship one to your house. No, next next time we see each other, we gotta like go out and find it. Like that's that's gonna be an episode in itself. That actually is a really good segue into something I wanted to talk about. What's just that? Shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about arcades because you did mention Hydro Thunder, the arcade machine. Have you thought yeah. about arcades? in a post-quarantine world. I, I know that every single podcast we've talked about quarantine, but again, we've said, if you're not thinking about quarantine, what what are you really thinking about? This is life right now. I'm just thinking that pe- hopefully people are more conscientious about like germs and touching stuff, because like, prior to this, you just see like little kids like literally like, coughing and shitting all over games. <laughs> and, and shitting uh, all over games. I like the escalation. <laughs> like... Uh... I'm just hoping you don't see that as much, or maybe, you know, people like, oh, maybe I won't, like, eat nacho cheese and rub it all over my face and the machine as I play it, you know? I mean, part part of it is actually by design. You go to places like Round 1, they they give you a pizza slice. The literal point of some games is to, like, bash your hands against yeah, it. It's yeah, like, yeah. What? You're gonna get greasy pizza game. Yeah. But... That's that's what I'm concerned about, really, because like, yeah, I I do think that overall we're just gonna have people be more hygienic, pe- people be more conscientious. But I think the bigger thing, though, is I think companies in general are going to be more hygienic and their employees are going to sanitize things. I mean, you're already seeing that now that employees are sanitizing things and cleaning a lot better than they ever did. I'm just hoping uh, that carries on to, you know, the post-quarantine world. Or Does that feel weird to say, like, post-quarantine world? Like, it sounds badass. It sounds like we're in, I don't know. In what? Tron. <laughs> how does it sound like we're in i don't know like some, something, something. we know what you mean we know what you mean yeah i don't know what you mean no. uh arcades in a yeah. post-quarantine world ignoring sam's stupid comments i mean i they're saying like dave and busters might go out of business and stuff like that which is a huge deal because they're certain not making money i'm fairly certain dave and busters wasn't doing super well beforehand maybe i'm wrong which i, w- I mean like when you think of arcades you don't think of a flourishing business no i mean our arcades in general are dying because it's they're super expensive 
Um, the return isn't that huge. And I don't know. I would be very happy to see Dave & Buster's leave because I love the experience I have there. I love their food. I love the atmosphere more than like a traditional arcade. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Dave & Buster's. <laughs> I wish, man. That'd be sick. Like I'll tattoo Dave & Buster's to my forehead. Give me money. I, I will say probably one of the most surreal experiences on Reddit I've had is like a frank conversation with Dave and Buster's CEO. Cause like, it wasn't like an AMA. Like there was like random thread about like arcade games and like this, Oh, I'm the CEO of Dave and Buster's and this is my yeah. opinion. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He was very opinionated, but at the same time, people were like, you need to get Kwai Waifu Fighter uh, 14 at your arcade or your shit, uh, kill yourself. And he was I like, mean, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. I need Kawhi Waifu Fighter 4. That's true, but people were like complaining. Three is like, outdated. Like, That's why, from don't you have, why don't you have Sound Voltex and your Dave and Buster's? It's like there's no market for that. Like, but but back on the actual subject at hand, um, I I seriously think that arcades are in trouble just because of the hand on game content. Yeah. It it like when I think of arcades, I think of playing this one piano game that you know, you're very familiar. Yeah, with. yeah, we're yeah. The one that you're like it. slamming at like yeah, you're just slamming your you're hands. hurting your hands. It's just like piano keys. I don't want to. I don't want to slam my hand on anything in public yeah i don't want to like touch anything or like any fighting games like we're definitely not playing whack-a-mole anymore i do not want to touch that hammer it's really unfortunate for me because i play whack-a-mole with my face oh or like even like skee ball or something like that like think about it though poopy butthole yeah (laughs) uh skee ball at local arcade when was the last time you think they uh washed the balls for that thing i don't i don't even think they've wash the balls i think they've like you you look at a normal ski ball and then you look at those those ski balls and like they're they're like a third the size they're just worn yeah. down and you can like probably scratch it and some sort of like film would come off or like something <laughs> yeah you you like you think about a dave and busters when you think about arcades but when you think about local arcades arcades that are they're lower like, budget that don't have the ability to replace parts that's like corona that's Central. where it gets a little bit more concerning for corona that's corona town yeah all right. Well, I, I think that's all we have to talk about on that. But I do have a little bit more. What's up? Um, I think we need to address a few things from our last podcast. Like what? Uh, first of all, I mentioned at the end. I'm not sure if you remember this. Uh, I definitely did not remember this until I started editing the video. But <laughs> we promised musical guests from Lex Luger, OJ to Juice Man, Soldier Boy, and Gucci Mane as guests on this podcast. So I would like to formally apologize for uh, not being able to get. Especially Gucci like, Mane on the podcast. Like, actually, like, I was, like, actually look. I like, planned my whole entire week about this, like, and I was really excited. Like, I told all my friends that this was going to be happening. Like, well, this not, is my big not showing break, up. and you're ruining it. They didn't reply to my like, emails. You're, you, you're literally, like, I got Mailer Damon on Lex Luger. Like, so I'm going to have to go to everybody I know and just say, oh, I was a liar? Well, you could just link you, them to the podcast and say that we have <laughs> them on, and they, they won't listen. Don't worry. It's true. No one will. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're 30 minutes deep at this point only the most devoted. yeah we talked about some uh stupid racing game yeah but I, what, I, what i'm play. saying is these people who are into the podcast for the gucci main guest star they're not they're not going 30 minutes deep so we're they're just gonna skip to it and be like where is he and then go on to the next well, thing we're just gonna tell them that they skipped to the wrong part we're not getting any ad revenue from them anyways yeah exactly but on the topic of music preamble i do take some notes just Throughout throughout my week of things to mm-hmm. talk about, I have I have a few talking points. We've talked about a little bit of them, but one of my talking points was from yesterday. I, I had a little bit of a it was the weekend, so I 
I did what anyone in quarantine would do. I, yeah. I had a, a vodka shot or two. But at 2.12 in the morning, I wrote misspelled Gangnam style in in our notes so um i don't what was your thought process i don't i don't have a thought process i (laughs) it's just like you said what time was it 2 30 in the morning 2 12 2 12 2 12 in the morning you're like half drunk half asleep oh i'll send you my style misspelled i I misspelled (laughs) gang style so i said gandam style that's uh (laughs) do you have opinions on that do you have anything to say to gangnam style um, if I never hear that song again, I would be very happy with it. Open it Gangnam Style. Open. Um. Hey, sexy lady. My thing with oh. that, I never thought it was actually oh. a good song. It was oh. just more like a novelty. Oh. 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 How about Open Kill Yourself oh. Style? <laughs> oh. Oh, I oh. want to die. Open Gangnam Style. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, And with that... How's your week been? It's been so-so. Um, I built a PC yesterday. I was very excited to do it. Upgraded my processor from a 6700 to an i5 9600K. Uh, got a brand new case. It's beautiful. I'm very excited for it. My Damn. setup's really nice. We're going to show a picture on the screen, um, and we're going to show a detailed setup document uh, with everything <laughs> that's necessary. We got each individual part in the PC, where they are, coordinates, GPS... I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> like, the the it specific was a, sites and credit card numbers used. It's just it just you've installed new PCs and stuff, right? The the worst thing I always hear is that it's like Legos. Legos don't exhaust me. Lego, well, have you built a computer before? I've I've built two computers. Yes. Well, have you ever had to copy a hard drive to a with like this without wiping it to a new computer? Yeah, it is the biggest pain in the ass on the planet. Because, like, the BIOS, BIOS aren't, don't match, and you have to do all this shit. You have to reinstall Windows. Like, it's a big pain in the ass. Yeah, so um, I, I think I'm actually specifically calling out Terry Crews here. Um, me and Terry Crews, he's a nice guy, but we have beef. Because <laughs> yeah, that's where, he, that's he where that quote his, came uh... from. He said, building a computer is like adult Legos or something like that. Adult Legos don't make me, like, feel like just laying in my bed for the entire rest of the day and, and doing nothing. Just, like, defeated. You ever turn on a computer... And it just like it's a blank screen after like yes. eight hours. It's not a good feeling. I will say though, new computers are so 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 much easier to do. Um, and I tell people if you're gonna spend the money, get a nice case, get a really nice case because the case I bought had all the fan like power controllers built in. So I literally just needed to plug one cord into my power supply and one cord into my graphics card and motherboard and that was it i didn't have to plug in like anything else it was so easy like i built the whole thing in like a half hour maybe just because it was so simplified like it was fantastic this podcast is sponsored by buildapc.com slash dana go there for a 404 (laughs) dude it's sponsored by ducky keyboards and fucking i've been trying to get mine since four uh three so like 23 days and they've been out of stock and it's like i messaged them and they're like hey we don't have it yet i'm like well when are you gonna get it and then they give me some like automated message i'm like what the fuck i paid for this shit dot com dot com (laughs) so hopefully i get that on tuesday and if not i'm going to go full karen style because that is what i do you got the haircut to prove it dude i get fucking i look straight up high school right now it's bad like my hair is down to my shoulders i'm about to go Uh, out and protest because i can't get a haircut (laughs) 
I got a sign ready. Uh, does it say, uh, my name is Sam and I'm a fucking idiot? Um, yeah, but then it says I also need a haircut. Okay, I just want to make sure. I did, I was one of those people that, like, right before all this shit went down, I was like, eh, I'll get a haircut next week, and then, well, here I am. I'm one of those people that regrets not doing anything. Uh, <laughs> like, the the worst part of my life right now is that I currently am working from home. Oh, boo-hoo, I have a job and I'm working from home. I know people are in way worse situations, but I'm working from home, and we're not allowed back yeah. in our offices, and I had a desk cactus that i don't i feel like i'm gonna this come just die i guess apparently they live like up to a year but i don't we don't know the future i mean to be fair i have had a cactus i haven't watered in like two years and it just looks exactly the same so you have like a decrepit corpse in your it looks exactly the same as when i bought it it's just covered in cat hair now what i'm saying is that my decisions in life <laughs> have murdered a fellow living creature uh i'm going to sue you you can sue me that's fine I'll it's America. Ca- I, I understand. Cactus side. That's that's brutal. But so are cacti, so they might actually be okay with that. How's your cactus at home doing? It's living. I mean, I, I guess it's getting more attention than normal, but like, I'm not, you, I'm not going to like go on red alert mode. more attention than normal? Do you like pet it? Like, oh, it's a good cactus. Um, I've been, I've been hugging it. That's dangerous. I'm a badass. Speaking of badass, <laughs> I, uh, I've been going to my local theaters and breaking in and then watching movies. That's a crime. <laughs> like, you know, like, the complicated way to, like, set up movies? Like, so, because they're, they're not sending new movies to movie I'm, theaters, so you just have to be watching, like, old-ass movies from, like, several months ago? Like, ooh, I, wa- I broke in and watched The Avengers. I put, ooh, I put my Blu-rays like, in, the, in the fancy movie machine. Oh, I guess that's cool. Like, do you see the people on Reddit who, like, hook up, like, their Xboxes and shit to it? No. Oh, well, that's a thing. But I feel like the screen would be way too big, and I'm like trying I to figure. I feel out like what have you ever on. have you ever actually been to someone like that has a projector in their house? It's too big. Yeah, it's it's unwatchable in some cases. Yeah, because um, I I've been to movies where I've had to sit in the very front row, and it's just like it's horrible. Have you ever seen a 3D movie in the front row? Uh, I feel like I have. I haven't gone to the movie. Well, like, be honest. When was the last time you went to the movies? I go to movies a lot. I'm actually yeah, really. I'm, I, I wouldn't call myself a movie buff because uh, that title is reserved for Greg Turkington of On Cinema at the cinema. But oh. I see, or at least I saw a movie probably once a month. I used to do it a lot when I was younger because I had a buddy that worked in the movie theater and they let him bring friends in for free all the time. So we would just go see, like, didn't matter how bad a movie was. Like, it could be like the worst thing ever. We would just go see it because it was free. That was good. That's about the last time I saw movies, though. I, I, I generally go to a movie to just have the experience. Like, uh, the last movie I saw in theaters, I think, was Uncut Gems at the end of January. So, I, it was good. I have no idea what that is. Adam Sandler, serious role, third most is, is, was as good movie. At, was it as good as his role in Click? I mean, this movie actually has good reviews. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 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 I don't... I, like... I actually think Click's a good movie, but the reason why I hate it is because... <laughs> Every single commercial was like, see Adam Sandler's newest comedy. And it's like, this movie made me sad. This movie made me so <laughs> sad. And I went there thinking it's ha-ha it's funny like, it's like a It's like a comedy with like horrible like sadness in it. And you're yeah. like, you've betrayed me, commercial. But um, I'm going to just force this in. I had one more talking point. Just one more. Okay. Just one more. And then, then I can finally me. let you, Do let I you pass away so in, in peace. I know that the doctors are saying... Please let this man die peacefully. But, Wait, uh. Do you know something I don't? <laughs> <laughs> Do 
The one last thing I have to say is that uh, I tried to play a compilation disc that I got from Comp USA when that company existed yeah. in like 1998 called 1000 like those... Hot Games. Oh god. And it would not I feel like I had the same thing. Yeah, we all had, we all had the same thing. It's on the screen right now. But it it wouldn't play. It said this is not compatible for your version of Windows. And I'm sad. Uh, so can you please So I'm just asking you as just like a fellow man to man, can you please fix this error for me? I want to play the game. Oh, well, what's the error? I don't I don't remember. Can you just do it? Yeah, probably. Okay. Can you come over? I mean, fix I could it? like remote desktop or something like that. Can you show me the error? No. <laughs> well, what the fuck does that do for me? Can you just wish it away? I want to play 1,000 hot games. I mean, I'm sure it's a compatibility issue. I'm sure you could probably search uh, how people get it played or something like that. Or I imagine every single one of those games is dumped somewhere. Like, there's... I want I want to play Lego Rock Raiders for Windows 98. Can you do, help me? Did you ever play Lego Island? I want to play Lego Racer. For, for 1998 Windows. Can you please help me? I played uh, Lego Racing for Nintendo 64. Same game. Is but it really? That game's yeah. shit. It is good. It's fucking awesome. You the build right, like we, have a, we have a game for next week. Oh, I have to pick. Dude, let's play that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. We're going to skip just picking. We're going to play a game we all enjoy. Maybe. But I think, I think we have to wrap it up, actually, because we're just rambling about 1998 compatible games. Pretty much. Windows PC. Yeah, I'm done with this shit. Me. So, that was the podcast. I, I thought we just ended on the me. Let's do that instead. <laughs>